Memorial Day is this weekend in the United States, and I thought that one way both to honor American military and serve our applicant audience is to hear the story of a recent admit who is coming from the military. Our guest today is transitioning out of the military to start his MBA at Stanford GSB. Let's hear his story. Welcome to Admission Straight Talk, the podcast dedicated to graduate admissions and helping you approach the application process thoughtfully and successfully. Your host is Accepted's founder and world-renowned admissions guru, Linda Abraham. At Accepted, our mission is to get you to that unforgettable moment when you read your acceptance email and shout, yes, I'm in, confident you'll be attending the perfect program to help you launch the career of your dreams. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me for this, the 471st episode of Admission Straight Talk. Thanks for tuning in. You've seen the stats that most people have a great return on their MBA investment, but what about you? Are you going to see that return? We've created a tool that will help you assess whether the MBA is likely to be a good investment for you individually. Just go to accepted.com slash MBA ROI calc, complete the quiz, and you'll not only get an assessment, but the opportunity to calculate different scenarios. In other words, if you make this much, you're going to have this kind of return. If you're going to make that much, you're going to have that kind of return. And if you spend this much, you know, you can change that too. And it's all free. Again, use the calculator at accepted.com slash MBA ROI calc to obtain your complimentary assessment. I'd like to welcome to Mission Straight Talk, Captain David Harris of the US Space Force. I first met David when he won a free consultation after attending an accepted webinar. I was very impressed with him and here's why. In addition to being a delightful person to speak with, I enjoyed our conversation, David graduated from the US Air Force Academy in 2017. While there, he was the football team captain for the Academy's Division I team. Upon graduating, he worked first as a nuclear cruise missile manufacturing and production program manager for the U.S. Air Force and is currently serving in the United States Space Force's National Reconnaissance Office. Parallel to his service in the military, David has pursued internships in private equity and venture capital, participated in management leadership for tomorrow's professional development fellows program, and co-founded his own investment management company, Icon Capital Group. David, welcome to Admission Straight Talk. Thanks again for having me on and appreciate the, the kind words. It definitely was a great conversation we had uh, a few months back. It was, yeah. I enjoyed it. enjoyed getting to know you. And I, I look forward to getting to know you more here today. Tell you what, can you just tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up? Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, so David Harris, originally from Dallas, Texas, Cowboys fan by law. Actually was born during a Cowboys game. Um, <laughs> kind of laid the framework from early um, early. Uh, or pursuit. So played football growing up and that ultimately opened the, the door for football scholarships at the Air Force Academy where I chose, yeah, chose based on um, a lot of factors, the leadership um, challenge there, academic challenge, and definitely got a lot of that and more that I was looking for at the Air Force Academy, majored in management and played uh, football, as you mentioned, and then graduated. That's where I kind of caught the bug of finance. I really was interested once I got into my major um, and, and specifically the finance course. And so decided to, hey, before I went active duty, I wanted to dive a little deeper into private equity. And so got an internship at Farrell's Capital down in Dallas before I went active duty at the Nuclear Cruise Missile Program Office, where I was working there for, for three years. A great opportunity to lead decent-sized teams. It was up to 30, but then got my real, <laughs> the real challenge when I went to the National Reconnaissance Office, uh, leading a team of about 125, managing $250 million worth of uh, software development oh, wow. uh, for satellites. 
So it was, uh, no, it was definitely it was just an amazing experience. Really lucky. I, I said, tell people all the time, I had the luckiest military career of all time. <laughs> uh, then from there, like you said, was able to do a venture capital internship before then. Uh, headed to GSB where I'll be looking to go private equity post MBA. And uh, I think a quick update, I, I'm headed to Blackstone here uh, at the beginning of June for a pre-MBA internship. So really, really excited about that. <laughs> Whoa, congratulations. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you have this kind of, I, I would say, three parallel paths, football, Air Force Academy, and kind of technical and, yes. and business. What do you like to do for fun? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so I'll, I'll give two things. So one, I really love volunteering, uh, reading programs. I think what you're pretty familiar with, with, you know, coming from UCLA, really enjoy just helping out the, the youth out in South uh, South California. That's been a big passion of mine for the past four years. And so actually flying out next week to, you know, to go to the Reardon Gala. And so we'd be presenting right. a few awards there. Uh, but but outside of that, really, I, I really enjoy cooking. Um, I think there was, when I was tall enough to reach the stove, I was cooking you know, scrambled eggs <laughs> under my grand, my grandmother's supervision. Uh, but it's been cooking ever since. And she's been kind of that stewardess uh, for our family. And so we've, we've just grown up cooking the entire time. So what much like so. To cook? What, what, what's your favorite cuisine? Ooh, ooh, that's tough. But Texas, I, I, I mean. I know I'm going to be a little, a little basic. I love steak. Steak is absolutely all time favorite. Um, I, I'll put my steak against any, any steakhouse, you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, but definitely love the, yeah, that's absolutely favorite. I'm definitely experimenting now. Uh, I'll say we, so we actually, since we've grown up, me and my family, siblings have grown up cooking during Christmas, we actually have like an iron chef cook-off. And my, my mother and grandmother like will pick the ingredients and we have to create a, a dish. And so I like to try definitely different recipes. And I know my sister and my brother does too. So, so we practice different, you know, uh, different recipes throughout the year. Uh, right now, I think I'm going to, I'm pretty, I'm firming up my Casio e Pepe uh, recipe. Really, really, really love that. And I will say I'm a reigning champ, you know, for the family, just in case anyone from the family Here's it. Yeah, just, you know, I, I am. A... <laughs> no, no, just joking. No, it, it's a lot of fun. We definitely, we definitely love cooking. It definitely brings us uh, together as a family. family food. Okay. All right. So if, if I'm hungry, I know where to go. Absolutely. Uh, okay. I'm going to call it Alto. You get a good meal. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, how did you decide to start your professional career in the military? You hinted that football had something to do with it, but there must have been more than that. Yeah, it's, it's really a long story. And it's kind of, how I got in, interest in business as well, it kind of intertwined into that. It, it, it all started when I was younger. Um, I was five, you know, it's one of those core memories and, you know, it was at a family event and all the kids were together somehow, you know, they were going to hey, be when you grow up, you know, my cousins went before me, before me. And so it was my turn from everyone. I proudly stood up and I said, Hey, I want to be a manager when I grow up. <laughs> and, you know, it kind of you heard that, you know, the, the out, you know, music stopped. Everybody's like, you know, what do you, what do you mean by that? And so I was like, hey, I mean, I would, I would be a manager of McDonald's. And now, now at this point, now everyone's really like, well, and my mother's a teacher, you know, so they expect a little bit, you know, <laughs> studious answer from me. Uh, but, and so my mother asked, like, and, uh, you know, what do you mean? So I, I'll never forget my uncle was, and I love my uncle. He started dying laughing. And so, <laughs> but, uh, but it's so not, my mom's like, you know, explaining to me. And she's like, hey, you know, um, even though I was five, I really, I, I did kind of get, uh, what was happening around me. I know a lot of people, a lot of members family members getting laid off. There was some, uh, you know, discrimination in the workplace. I heard just not uh, not good things going on. And, you know, so like, hey, if I was a manager, 
you know, I could be control of all of that. I could provide a safe atmosphere, you know, safe uh, workplace for, you know, my family and the community around me. And that was my whole purpose. And I just kind of explained that in, you know, five-year-old terms to my mother. And she's like, you know, that's perfect. You know, she kind of hit my uncle, told him to stop laughing. But, <laughs> uh, but no, and so it's been that common theme throughout. I think that that's just sense of uh, community, kind of serving community, definitely pushed me towards the military and, and, and towards team sports early on. And so that's, that's initially how it started. And then once the Air Force Academy, me, that opportunity came around. It's kind of a, a meld of both of, uh, you know, playing, playing football, of course, getting the academic rigor, but also then, you know, after, after graduating, you know, serving and, and continuing that just a sense of serving the community. And that's initially how I got started in, in, in the armed forces. Okay, great. And how did your interest in, in business develop? I mean, there's many ways to serve, obviously, a, yeah. a community. So why specifically through, well, you mentioned the, the story with your uncle, but you grew up, you continued, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's always kept that sense, you know, hey, I want to, I want to serve. And so that, that kind of, you know, grew upon me volunteering, you know, now I was, now I had some free and I had more free time. I was able to, uh, once I graduated the academy, I was able to, you know, do a little bit more. And then also, like I said, once I got really that itch for business and I went to Pharaoh's Capital uh, before I went active duty, I actually saw like the transformation that could happen through access to the capital, through impactful investments. Um, we were specifically working on a roll-up of oncology companies down in the Midwest. And, you know, we, we were able to do that. We were able to combine and, and create access with over 30 physicians. And that even opened up access to thousands of people in the Midwest. And, and then once you, you, know, you kind of take a step back and realize that, hey, I mean, the, the money that you just invested, it didn't cost people jobs. It actually help people, you know, find access in, in, a, in a very rural community, in the rural part of the Midwest. And so wow. after seeing that, it, you know, we'll start telling, hey, that's something I definitely want to get back to. And I you know, remember that story, like, hey, you know, this has kind of been that thread that's leading me here. And, and I'll take it even back before I was selling candy in eighth grade. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that was always, you know, it's always something I, I was very industrious. In. And and uh, actually at the football banquet, um, I was awarded, I got a student athlete of the year award, but also as an asterisk, as the highest selling uh, candy seller in the district as well. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so it's all, you know, business always been there. But I mean, you know, building on that Pharaoh's story, after looking at what you can do with access to capital, and then also looking back at you know, a lot of communities I've involved with and realizing the, you know, the, the abysmal you know, funding numbers that, that we have in sort of, uh, you know, definitely the black community is just something that really, really ignited me to, to, to make the pivot to, to finance. All right, great. I have two uh, granddaughters, siblings, and they were playing one day school. And the right. older one was the teacher and the little one was the student. And uh, so they were, they were playing and I think the little one acted up a little bit. Anyway, the big one says, when I grow up, I wanna be a teacher. Mm-hmm. And the little one said, when I grow up, I wanna be the principal. Mm-hmm. And it so fit their personalities. <laughs> I mean, watch out for world for that younger one. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she wants to run the place. All right, but let's go, go back to your story, not my grandchildren. All right, so you, you got this great foundation in management and leadership at the Air Force Academy. You obviously had this outstanding leadership experience in the military, in the Air Force, and now at the U.S. Space Program, the Space Office, the National Reconnaissance Office. Why do you need an MBA? Why did you want to pursue the MBA? No, absolutely. So uh, I think it's it's kind of threefold for me uh, specifically. Uh, one, I mean, just from a mechanical perspective, it's definitely the easiest way 
to switch careers. And then, and, you know, after researching and looking like, hey, if I wanted to make this pivot finance, how would I do it? You know, I, I can't just, you know, stop working one day and then try to break into the high, you know, high finance, uh, the buy side. So that was, that was one thing just after looking and talking to a lot of people, just, you know, thankful for everyone picking up the phone and <laughs> responding. Um, they realized that the NBA was the way to do that. And, and then two, from, a, you know, taking it one step deeper, it was the, it was, you know, it was the best, the most efficient way for me to transpose my military experience into business acumen and, you know, just that indicator to the marketplace, like, Hey, you know, I'm ready to, you know, make that, that, that next step, you know, to the, to, to finance. And so that was, that was really a, a huge reason. Once I kind of figured out that's really how, you know, I could do that from the military, just coming from such a non-traditional background, it was, it was immediately, that was the, the, the push that got me towards the NBA. And then a third piece that um, definitely, I think we lose sight of is at the academy. I think I hit it a little bit. I didn't have a lot of free time and it was very, you know, very time constraint, you know, especially with football. And so yeah. a, a lot of that came at the detriment of things that, you know, sometimes that you enjoy and, 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 you know, definitely getting into a lot of the academics, you know, you take every engineering possible, even though I was a business major, I mean, that's just part of the curriculum and, and it definitely served me well in the military, especially going to space force. Um, I took aeronautical astronaut engineering. You, you kind of lose sight of everything. And so I, even though I enjoy a lot of my business course, it wasn't as if I could die, you know, I could throw myself deep as I could into those, you know, into the academics behind it. And so now looking towards MBA is like, you know, this is all business, you know, this is all, you know, this is everything that I've, uh, that I found interesting, you know, a lot, a lot of what I found interesting in college and now I can dive deeper into that. So just really excited actually just to learn, you know, hit the, hit the ground at GSB and, uh, you know, dive deeper into a lot of the phenomenal, you know, instructors and courses that they have. Yeah. Oh, that's an incredible opportunity for you. Yeah. What were the biggest challenges you faced in the MBA application process? I think I'm, I'm be a broken record here. It was, it was a GMAT for me. <laughs> I mean, not, you know, the test is, you know, that's definitely the hardest piece that most people say. I, true for me, it was definitely a, it, it was a fight. I, I will say that. I think I took it uh, six, six times, six oh, wow. times, and, you know, and, and luckily got the score that, that was good enough. But I mean, it was, it was, it was a, just a sludge. I mean, and, and it's different for everyone, but I mean, I think it took me, you know, six, seven months of, you know, dedicated you know, uh, every day grinding it out. But I, I will say I got lucky. I started uh, during, you know, that towards the end of 2020. So it's, you know, peak pandemic time. So definitely had a lot of, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of extra time to, to, to study. I will say I got lucky in, in that regard. But no, definitely, definitely the, the test, target test prep, you know, and just creating a group of people that applied with me was made it that much better. I mean, I definitely couldn't have done it without out the, uh, you know, my, my team, uh, former Air Force Academy grads that we all applied this year. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Did you did you have any particular challenges in terms of either the the essays or the interview prep or or you know in, or interviews rather or any of that part of the application or did it was it all pretty easy, you know, pretty straightforward as far as you were concerned? No, it's uh, I mean it's it's all tough. That that was you know it, it's 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 very rough. And I think it, I did so I did MLT MBA prep and so definitely helped out a lot with the essay portion of it, um, really got my story down. And the interview, I was like, you know, we were saying like, hey, I just, if we just get the interview, we, we, we feel like we can make it past there. Definitely, uh, <laughs> um, you know, just from that perspective, just speaking. And so uh, just given you know, a lot of our job description is, is, is doing that, especially as a, as a program manager. So I was like, hey, you know, if I, if I just get a shot to get in front of them, I, I'll take advantage of that. So I was just I was like, hey, just if I can get to interview, let's, I can capitalize. That, that was kind of my mindset as far as the whole process. But I was like, 
Got to get the score first. Got to get the score before I even get there. Got to get the score. Great, great. Okay. Now, you mentioned a couple of times MLT, which is Management Leadership for Tomorrow, and you participated in their professional development program. How did it help you? Obviously, you had the support group that you've already mentioned, but what other forms of assistance did it provide you? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so I'm a double MLTer and, you know, proud to, proud to say so, the MBA prep program and the professional development. Definitely will touch on both of them. How I mean, it is an absolutely phenomenal cohort, you know, just steaming with excellence. I, I, and I'm, I'm just glad to be a part of it, honestly. Um, but, and, and I think that's one of the biggest pieces I got was that community of uh, just high performing and, and, and all, you know, moving to the same path. I think it's about 300, maybe 300 plus of us for the MBA prep program. And, and definitely just from that you know, just from the community perspective was absolutely amazing. I mean, we, we meet up, I mean, we, we lifelong friends just from there. I mean, and business partners from there. So it's, it has been phenomenal just getting to know uh, my cohort and the cohorts, you know, the past and future. Um, I'd say the second piece was, um, I, and I got to give a shout out to uh, coach, my, my coach, Coach Candice, Candice Gonzalez. She was, you know, absolute, even though she's my big coach, she's more like a, a therapist, you know, just going through the process. Um, so, it, I mean, it was, it was literally, I mean, I think her, you know, the way she was kept me sane throughout a lot of this and, and, and helped us get through. And then the professional development program um, has also been phenomenal. Um, yeah, we just had our, our initial conference two weeks ago. We have the next one at the end of the month. And it has been just amazing just getting out in front of the leading, you know, firms worldwide. I mean, we get to talk about, you know, Goldman Sachs, uh, just in understanding how the, what they're looking Blackstone. for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, and just understanding a lot from, from, from where they're coming from and how they're looking to assess talent and, and grow their business for with, uh, you know, with very open mind, ESG, DEI minded uh, individuals moving forward. So it, it, was, it, was, it was really, you know, it was just a great experience learning from, you know, from the spearhead of finance. Great. Yeah. Now, one challenge frequently faced by applicants transitioning from the military to business school or business for that matter is just translating their military experience into civilian terms did you feel you had that was a challenge for you and how did you how did you uh handle it yeah i think that was definitely a a, you know it's a huge challenge and you know the 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 25 30 iterations of my resume definitely speak towards that challenge <laughs> but but no it's it's definitely something that is is extremely nuanced and you have to you have to get it right especially coming from military but i mean i will say there are so many resources to ensure that this happens um you know one being prior vet every vet that i talked to was extremely you know supportive like hey send me everything you want you know anything you want me to read i can help make sure it makes sense because if i can't understand it I know, you know, someone that isn't even military is understanding. So I would say just the vet community, you know, across business schools have been been phenomenal. Um, and then a lot of the, the programs, uh, service to school, I didn't use that program, but I definitely have heard a lot of great things. A lot of people said that they helped with that. And then also, you know, go back to the, you know the coaching. I think a lot of it is is a lot of practice and it's understanding like, hey, you know, if I if I send this to you, and like I said, I, I did get a lot of value because I, I sent this to you and you could you, you asked me a few things. I'm like, hey, does this make sense? And you know, you're telling me, hey, yeah, this, you know. Poco this a little bit, maybe not make that as technical. And so it, 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 it's definitely uh, reaching out and talking to a lot of people, specifically on both sides of the aisle. Like I said, reach out to the best, but also you know, reach out to the, you know, the people that evaluate this, you know, and ask family members like, hey, I used to ask my girlfriend, like, hey, this, if you read this, did you understand what was going on? And and, and and she definitely gave me some some candid feedback. She was probably the the initial uh, 10 of those uh, iterations of her resume. She's, uh, she's definitely fantastic helping me, but I definitely think that's a big piece of it. It's just, you know, getting out in front and making sure that, you know, both sides understand what's going on and, uh, and just understanding the process. 
process. So it, it's definitely it's definitely a, a a tough a tough ask, but and especially in a in, in a classified environment. My my work at the National Reconnaissance Office was actually yeah. both pro, both were top secret. So that's also you know something you have to do to make sure you don't uh. Uh, you know, put anything you're not supposed to, but it, it's yeah. definitely ways to get around it. And that's just part of the, the, the iterative process, just, just going over it. No, I think schools would understand that you can't get super specific, yeah, exactly. given, you know, security clearances, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. How did you decide where to apply? Did you apply only to Stanford or other places also? Yeah, so, I mean, this was, and this was another big thing, kind of looking out um, once I finished up at Farrell's like, hey, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to need to get an MBA. And then that next question is, you know, which one are best suited for that. And so it was specifically all of the, the finance, you know, the top finance schools right. where, where, where I was, was thinking, NYU, uh, Warden, uh, DSB, HBS, uh, Booth, CBS. I mean, those are, yeah, those are, I mean, it's just those, those usual suspects in the finance realm where I was like, I probably have the best chance of pivoting to finance from these schools, specifically only because I want to do finance. Um, and so that was, in, and so from, from the very beginning, those were, you know, where I was gunning. And also just, by happy sense, I mean the the community surrounding those schools were absolutely fantastic, especially the best. I mean, like I've already uh, alluded to, I mean, just the the sheer amount of support I got from each one of those schools were, I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. And so it, it made it definitely made it easy on help picking uh, the school based on my career goals. And so was happy to, uh, you know, just excited to you know learn more about the programs. It was kind of you know just kind of self selecting uh, towards those those six. That's great. I think it makes sense. I'm I'm constantly counseling applicants choose your school based on your career goals yeah. <laughs> right? that, that just you you're here you want to get there which schools are going to take you there be the best bridge this is, uh, <laughs> you, might, you might even remember me saying that right yeah, that, so exactly, i think exactly. you you were doing that and i and i think it's going to pay off long term phenomenally for you and now a word from admission straight talk sponsor applying for mba programs is difficult enough Keeping your resumes, application materials, and letters of recommendation organized should be the easy part. Join the 1 million plus scholars who use Interfolio to store these documents, request letters of recommendation, and apply for academic opportunities. Check it out today and enjoy 10% off with the code ACCEPTED22 at interfolio.com backslash accepted. Again, that's interfolio.com slash accepted and use the code ACCEPTED22 for 10% off. And now back to this week's interview. What are you planning to get involved with when you're at Stanford? Uh, what are you planning to concentrate on? I assume finance, but more than that. <laughs> no, absolutely. So yeah, beyond beyond the, uh, you know, the PEVC club, um, definitely want to get involved in the Impact Fund. Um, it's our okay. student-led VC fund, and I've, I've heard uh, you know, just phenomenal things about it. I actually wrote about it in my essay, you know, realizing that you can learn from from one of the uh, one of the professors actually, and one of he's one of the managing partners of the funds. So, I mean, you can learn in class, you know, some initiative one day, and then you know later on that day, as a, you have a meeting an impact fund, you know, put that into practice right then. So that's definitely one of the things I'm extremely excited to you know to potentially get involved with. Another is the uh, the Black Business Student Association is really really amazing uh, program. It definitely helped me out a lot. Uh, shout out to Devon who who's the outgoing president. I mean, this has been been phenomenal uh, from that perspective. Definitely look forward to uh, being involved there and then the vets club i think that's uh, uh you know i'll probably find more when i get there but <laughs> that'll definitely round out it just from the the uh the amount of support that i got from once again i think from all from those two you know those two clubs definitely helped me out you know so much um, throughout the whole entire process and can't can't wait to get there and uh, get back while i'm there and, and also we do have a um 
it is homegrown, but it's definitely named after Stanford's Leland, the consulting service. Um, definitely volunteering there just to help people, you know, with the application process, specifically for GSB perspective. So definitely excited to help out more people and, uh, and and help out with the admissions as well. And, you know, with Will Torres. So really excited just to, you know, you know, I know that's one of the things you talk about, you know, you got this FOMO and I definitely am going to be feeling it. <laughs> definitely excited to get into a lot of, uh, a, a lot once I get GSB, take advantage. We actually had on, on, um, on admission straight talk a few years ago, I can link to the show, a Stanford GSB grad who had a business idea and he and his partner went to the a professor to talk about it. And at the end of the coffee, it was a coffee chat, the, the professor wrote out a check for $50,000. <laughs> okay. It launched their career, launched the business. They then sold it to somebody else. They're now doing venture capital. It's a, you know, Story. I don't remember the door, but I'll, I will link to it from the show notes <laughs> if anybody wants to listen to it. And they, they're now on another another startup. I think we've, we had them on again. Yeah, but, uh, it's, it's quite yeah. the story. Yeah. No, no, um, no. What are your post MBA plans? I mean, ideally, I, I got his finance. I got that one. But yeah, yeah, what yeah. area of finance? <laughs> no, absolutely. So, I mean, right now, specifically interested in uh, private equity. I think that's uh, after that, that internship before I went active, it really opened my eyes to the the amount of good you can do um, with with investing and so private equity and specifically in the tech realm is something that I've been passionate about you know since the you know, for the last four or five years so it's it's specifically exactly what I'm uh, what I'm going to target post MBA and definitely get to give my fair share of that here uh, in a few weeks at, at Blackstone um, you know with their tax opportunities group so just really excited to, to dive deeper in that and and, and post MBA get get uh, secure spot there. What advice do you have for those interested in pursuing a graduate degree and coming from the military? Yeah, this is, this is really something big. I think we, um, you know, as vets, we, we try to, you know, get, get the message across is you shouldn't, I mean, this definitely should not be something you're afraid of. I know it's the military. A lot of us, you know, we started out at 18, you know, maybe if you went enlisted first, maybe you went, you know, to straight to college and went from college. It's, it's all you've really known, you know, in your professional career. And, and one of the things you got to get over is that, you know, the unknown, it, you know, can be good. And so, because I mean, everything's scheduled, you know, you, you have your assignment a year in advance, you know where you're going, you know what your job's going to be. I mean, you, you pretty much always have a job. And so it's it's getting over that ambiguity that that comes in the uh, the, the private sector. I think that gets a lot of, a lot of vets, especially from business school. You're like, hey, you know, I'm I'm taking out, you know, how much, you know, <laughs> to, to not have a job for two years, and you know, a lot of the, you know, they have families like take care of, and 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 it's just understanding that that's you know that's that's normal. You know, it's it's you know people do do that, and and we have a lot of support from a financial perspective as from a vet, and, and it's just understanding that you know that like there's no reason to be afraid uh, about that. And, and, and hit on the financial piece. I mean, there's so many avenues uh, that you can you can tap into, specifically for vets, um, you know, VA and, and a lot of that uh, and, and whatnot. So I would say that's really the, the biggest piece is don't be scared, you know, don't be afraid of the unknown. And, and I hear it so, so often, like, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know. But it's just coming from that sense of we have this, so we have built so much stability into our, our lifestyle that it's definitely hard to break that. But I mean, it, it just, just reach out. I mean, obviously reach out to me, reach out to the vets in any of the schools you want um, and, and just talk. I mean, a lot, we've all, we've all been through there. I actually uh, separated, you know, a few, uh, in March, I actually separated in March. And so it's just been, uh, you know, it's definitely been an adjustment, it's been an adjustment, um, especially with what's going on with the world, but it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely doable and, and, and look forward to the future. What would you have liked me to ask you? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, one thing I do uh, wish you would ask is uh, who 
kind of who was your inspiration throughout this whole process? And fantastic and I, question. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's no better time than to, you know, definitely uh, say my mother. You know, I know we got Mother's Day coming this weekend. Happy Happy Mother's Day to you. Mother's uh, Day on Sunday, yeah. yeah this yeah. is being recorded right before Mother's Day, though it'll it'll air <laughs> right before Memorial Day. Gotcha, gotcha. But I, I definitely um, I, I attribute you know a lot of who I am to her, specifically just seeing her work ethic. I mean, she was a uh, elementary school teacher, you know, since I was born and, and I actually taught me in the third grade. She's my teacher in third grade. Definitely don't recommend that, but it was, <laughs> but no, definitely. I mean, just, just seeing how hard she worked and how passionate she was to help, you know, the next generation and still is. Uh, I just was visiting with her a few weeks ago and she was, you know, just telling me about some of the issues she's doing, she has going on with a lot of students teaching in the virtual world. And it's still just, you know, it's just it amazes me that, that she keeps, you know, that level of dedication, that level of passion over, you know, 20, you know, 33 years and, and counting. And, and so yeah. I just, I, I can't, I can't say it enough that, you know, thank the, the, my mother was definitely the biggest inspiration in that, in that, um, in, in my whole journey so far. Um, and so definitely wanted to, want to give a shout to her and all the mothers uh, listening uh, to the podcast and definitely uh, you, Linda. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I hope you'll share the podcast with your mother just for this last, last part. She'll enjoy Absolutely. it. If not, if not the rest of it. And <laughs> I also want to, to thank you for your service. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join me today and share your, your background and your story, your experience and your perspective. Now, you had previously shared that people can catch up with you on LinkedIn. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the best place, David Harris. Um, and you can Google Space Force, and that's probably easiest. I know it's a lot of David Harris, but that's probably the easiest way, easiest All right. way to get you. Yeah, All right, great. And we're going to link to David's LinkedIn profile from the show notes, which you can find at sub.com slash 471. Quick reminder, don't miss the MBA ROI calculator. Find out how much your MBA investment could benefit you financially. Take the quiz at accept.com slash MBA ROI calc. That's MBA ROI C-A-L-C. Listener, thank you too for tuning in to this, our 471st episode. If you are concerned that you missed something in today's show or wanted to take a note or two, but couldn't because you were driving, jogging, or doing anything else, we've done it for you. We've taken those notes. You'll find them at exhibit.com slash 471. This is Admission Straight Talk produced by Accepted, and I am your host, Linda Abraham. I'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>